outlaws and orphans. It's time once again to gather around your radios, open up your ears, open up your minds, and open up your souls. Pull up a pew, crack a bottle or two. It's the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour. Mama told me when I was young, sit beside me, my only son. Listen closely to what I say. If you do this, it'll help you.
My name is Austin Lucas, and you're listening to Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour on NWCZRadio.com. Oh, no malice does exist. In these words I am now writing Although one might catch The faintest glance at sorrow I'm but trying hard to grasp All these fragments as they're passing Piece the puzzle now Before the trail grows cold And I'm not asking for the answers In mathematical equations To be coldly calculated By unbiased hands for in truth I am so stricken and I care only for evidence which proves I am the better broken half. Oh, but I am but the bitter better half. Then my callous speculations Leave no room for calm or reason I have placed myself on altars that are hollow So adept at finding weakness I smell fear and close my fists Unaware the stench I'm smelling is my own So yeah, you left me and I'm bitter And my pride is shocked and raw For I believed I would be changing roads no more I know that life is full of dead ends But I saw us as a highway ever stretching on From coast to golden coast Oh, but now instead I'm singing Go west, Emily Grab your boots and find yourself somewhere I'll find another lover in the east Well, I said go west, Emily yeah, you know you got my blessing, but you can't expect these eyes of mine to watch you leave. So with no malice, I'll begin just once more to tell our story, though the ending I may never hope to know. But you were sweet and sound companion Though our paths led us apart And I may never sleep so soundly as I did While in your arms now all I ask is you remember Who you loved and who you lost Please don't bury me in silence Or in blackest shroud of thought Don't pretend that what we had Was any less than what it was For I will not soon be forgetting the reasons why Fought so hard, oh, to make it work But go west, Emily Grab your boots and find yourself somewhere I'll find another lover in the east Well, I said, go west, Emily Yeah, you know you got my blessing But you can't expect these eyes of mine To watch you
sisters, outlaws and orphans. You have been duped. You have been hoodwinked. You have been hornswoggled. The music you call country is neither country nor music. You have been sold a bill of goods. You have been sold fashion bereft of passion. You have been sold corporate shit, manufactured so-called hits. We need a revival. We need a great awakening. We need a reminder of why we are all here tonight. We are here because we still believe. We still believe in the healing power of a simple song. We still believe in the soul-bearing truths found in the 12-bar blues. And we still believe in the truth of a guitar, a fiddle, and a simple rhyme. So crack your bottle. Go full throttle. Gather round and hunker down. It's the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour. What's up, guys? That's right. Amen to that. Episode 109 of the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour here on NWCZRadio.com. 109, they said it wouldn't even go four. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm 104 telling you. or four? Four. Four. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get through the first one. Frankly, we couldn't count to four when we started. So. I've actually, I've actually, within the last like month and a half, probably went back and listened to a couple of the uh, first ones, like the the first one. Uh-huh. Oh God, you think we're bad now? <laughs> Do you, we, we should have like a year in review, or a, you know, that's a good idea. A flashback for the 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 hundredth episode. That's a good idea. I remember that one because like we actually like went back and we like retook something, oh, which oh we like. God. Oh, dude. <laughs> Yeah, but like talking parts, it was like, wait, I didn't sound good. I want to do that again. Yeah, that that lasted like two episodes. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, warts and all. So, but hey, you just heard. Uh, yes, we were perfectionists. If you can believe <laughs> yeah. that. And still are. Still are. As far as you can perfect this. <laughs> exactly. So, speaking of which, I think one of the first people we had on the show was uh, was uh, Buck Ellard doing uh, Simple Man. Nice. Yep, yep, nice and early. And then uh, you heard Go West by Austin Lucas, who has a ton of new stuff out, which I haven't got yet. I just keep going back. I, got, I think I got that album like two years ago, and I just keep going back to it. He's got such a good voice, such a lovely voice. So so everybody got plans for uh, Cinco de Mayo? Oh, yeah. Big party time at, uh, at the Reverend Hooligan House. I know how you love them Hispanic holidays. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't pronounce it. I celebrate it anyway. <laughs> it's just because of the tequila. Is it a tequila holiday? <laughs> the Reverend's in! <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even really know all the names of the holidays. It's just that one where you drink tequila and Mexican beer. There's the green beer holiday! That's right. The peppermint schnapps holiday. The, the eggnog holiday. holiday. The champagne at midnight holiday. <laughs> <laughs> the whiskey with your folks holiday. I don't like that one. I don't, I don't <laughs> like it either. But you, you, you mean Sunday? Food. A lot of good yes. food. <laughs> <laughs> this mom drinks wine all day. <laughs> Which is what? Those days ending in Y? Right. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I have I have my kids convinced that my wife's a wino. She she drinks like maybe like 
two bottles of wine a week and I just have my kids convinced it's like every time like she pulls it out it's like god mom's drinking wine again can you believe that meanwhile I'm like just chugging beer beer <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole 30 pack of paps just exactly. laying in the recycle exactly bin. <laughs> bottle of whiskey sitting by the side of the sink in case I need it and it just goes right <laughs> it goes right by it. I need it. well you never know I mean that's that's where the glasses are you might, you might be you know doing the dishes and all of a sudden you get the shakes and you don't want to break that nice china you gotta get the whiskey <laughs> Did I say need? <laughs> okay, awesome. that's a real problem. I'm that's telling you, awesome. I'm not ready to. It's only a problem when it runs out. <laughs> you get the bottle right next to the shampoo and the shower in case you need it. <laughs> right well, I tried to. I tried to get like one of those little hamster things, dude, but it like wasn't like big enough, so. It just kind of trickles down and stuff, dude. And I need, I need like the delivery a little quicker, so you know, I got, I got to have that shot. Nobody just stuff. wears one of those helmets with the, <laughs> the tubes on either side, but but when it's in the shower, it gets wet, so it's gotta keep the bottle right down. Well, it's okay. I don't mind cutting it with a little bit of water and stuff. It actually kind of makes it. It actually kind of brings out a little bit of the flavors and stuff of bourbon, so it's all good. You get a bunch of the epipins. You know, I like it better when in them <laughs> I like it better when Kevin's here and we fuck around with him and his fucking his habits rather than mine. <laughs> hey, we've made it five minutes of talking. No one's got the cock of shame yet. That's not bad. That's Once not again, bad. that's because brother Kevin's not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it usually sits right next to him. Speaking of the cock of shame, brother Kenton's not here either, and, and rightfully it belongs to him. Right. That is that is the brother Kenton memorial cock of shame. <laughs> we haven't seen brother Kenton in a while. He was supposed to be here hours ago. <laughs> yeah, last, and his phone last we heard, Last we heard, he was on his way. Now his phone goes to voicemail. Yeah. What, do you think we're bill collectors? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Knowing him, he's either uh, neck deep in lesbians or prison sex. <laughs> Which is about the same thing. Pretty much. Well, or you can combine prison. the two. There you I'm go. Now that's a movie pitch. That's a, <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the new series? The Orange is the New Black? Isn't that what that's? Uh-huh. Is that somebody just said, you know what? Fuck, fuck the uh, exploitation prison movies. Let's just make a series. It's fucking uh-huh. brilliant. I haven't watched it yet, but it's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> So I, I don't I don't think it's what you think it is. <laughs> no? No. Damn. No. Damn, it's a girl's prison though, right? Yes. Okay. Well. So uh, so what is Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's play some music on one. Hey, my name is Jake Nannery and this tune's called Fine Summer Dress. I probably should have known That you weren't going to work When I saw you leave the house In your fine summer dress And I will take the fall Trying not to get too close And staying friends at most But I want you, I confess 
Well, I lie awake at night And you're only steps away And only doors and clothes and space Between me and your caress But you will never know That I even feel this way Cause I'm resigned to own my fate That our lips will never kiss We met at the right time, yeah But we were in the wrong place In the hopes of saving face I will don my liar's mask And you tell me you're in love And you've never felt this way But it kills me to hear his name should have known that you were in love with him when I saw you leave the house in your fine summer dress we're back hooligan hockey talk radio hour on nwczradio.com and you just heard Jake Nannery doing fine summer dress. And in case you're wondering what that phantom voice was <laughs> in the first segment, that would be Jake sitting oh, over on me. the porn couch. Being the total professionals we are, we forgot to mention that we have a guest in the studio. That <laughs> <laughs> or you forgot to tell me to not talk, which you can't I, keep me down. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be oppressed by the hooligans. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. So 
Jake, thanks for coming in. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's hey. been, this has been a real treat. I, my, my cheeks literally hurt from smiling through that first section. That's awesome. It's That's been awesome. a really, really good time. So. We're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry we wasted your time. So Jake is uh, is a um, singer, songwriter, guitar player, trumpet player. Yeah, brass, the, trumpet, trombone. The list goes on from yeah. uh, locally from Auburn here the in the, uh, the Great Northwest. <laughs> so yes, he does that. Um, he will bartend your wedding apparently. <laughs> yeah. So and will sell you the hard drugs if you need it. I don't sell hard drugs, just coke. Never <laughs> <laughs> heard anybody. Come on. <laughs> so awesome. And that song was off of your. Uh, Jake's got a new. EP called Southwest. Yes, sir. Yeah. Awesome. Which we have a uh, copy and put it into the uh, the memory banks here, and we will be playing selections off of that, I'm sure. And we got him to do a couple of songs in the studio here. Yeah. So, well, Jake, tell me tell me a little bit about, you know, we, we talked before a little yeah. bit, but um, tell me about, like, your what are your first memories of, like, music and stuff? What kind of got you started? Oh, uh that's a really good question. I, like, considering the audience, I remember sitting on the John once. I must have been like five or six, uh-huh. and I realized like I wanted to sing. <laughs> it was just one of those moments I can remember very vividly, sitting on the toilet and and deciding that I was going to sing. Um, and sadly, I didn't. I've had to that happen too. <laughs> Come on! And then you know, but uh, no, it's that that's honestly one of my earliest ones. But um, I remember, you know, they they put everybody through the fourth grade. Here's a recorder thing, and right. they just humiliate everybody in fourth grade with a. A silly instrument, but then after that, they um, the Auburn High the Auburn School Program at, at that you know back then. I'm sure it's still fantastic now. In fact, I know the the Auburn High School band director. I was in school with him. Mm-hmm. He was in the same program as I was. So uh, yeah, hey Tony. Uh, anyway, um, they they had a really good program where the guy running the the show at the time, Fred Strom, had a a, a bunch of instruments in his, his own personal possession. And he would lend them out to uh, to families that couldn't afford to rent instruments. I mean, he had trombones, saxophones, clarinets, you know, everything you could need, except for tubas, I imagine. He probably had a tuba, too. Um, but he was the sweetest old guy. Nobody and- needs a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> What's a tuba for? Um, so, yeah, he, uh, he would lend them out to, to families that couldn't afford to, to rent instruments at that age. And, and so he lent my first trombone was a loaner from Fred Strom. And uh, back, this is back before cell phones and stuff. And this guy's organization system literally was post-it notes on the dashboard of his Volvo. <laughs> nice. But, yeah. Nice. He was, uh, so that's one of my first, you know, early, early uh, memories of, of that. But, you know, my, my mom always sang to me. My family's a good Lutheran family uh, from, from central Pennsylvania. So they sang in church a lot and harmonies. And right. so I don't want to say I was surrounded by it because to be truthful, um, my folks aren't exactly the most musically inclined. They always wonder where my sister and I got it from. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they, you know, we were always surrounded by it. I can remember coming down to my grandmother uh, conducting the symphony orchestra on the radio nice. um, and, you know, all that stuff. So it's always been just something that's there. And, uh, and it's, it's funny and I'm really lucky for my folks in the sense that I was born half deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I never could hear out of my, the, my right ear. And, um, and so it was funny cause I started to gravitate in that direction and they never once, you know, in hindsight, I never knew this at the time, but they never once said, eh, you know, maybe pump the brakes, you know, you know, maybe change that direction that you're not going to do very well. You know, you're, you have a, that's a brave, that's a brave decision for, yeah. you know, cause nobody wants to see your kid, you know, kind of fail and stuff yeah. and, and just to, to kind of give you the freedom to go ahead and do that. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'm really grateful for that. And it's, um, it's been, you know, it's, it's just been a natural part of my life ever since I used to play with GI Joe's on the piano. So we had a rinky <laughs> I, I'd like have the GI Joe's. Yes. Yes. Reverend. So from what I've heard on the radio, it sounds like most half deaf people go into pop music. <laughs> what made you start writing good songs? <laughs> Integrity, Reverend Integrity. <laughs> a 
one word answer. <laughs> so, so when did you kind of when did you kind of gravitate into uh, I guess the realm that you're kind of in now, the singer songwriter, you know, kind of Americana type. I'll tell you, stuff. Um, I was right. I played in a lot of funk and ska bands growing up and jazz and stuff. So I have a, a, a real background in that and, and understanding that. And, and this is mostly horn and singing. Um, and then, you know, I realized that it's kind of tricky to get laid uh, playing a trombone for a girl. <laughs> it says, you know, <laughs> the revs over there nodding real vigorously. He understands. Um, but so I kind of picked up the guitar at a young age and tried to figure it out. And, uh, you know, kids being kids, one, one girl discouraged me, said I should play the bass because I'll never be good at it. And, um, and so, you know, uh, I kept I kept it up anyway. And um, fast forward to 2000, I think it was 2001, 2000, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou came out. And that was oh, a yeah. fantastic. And I remember hearing uh, the the version that they sing to John Goodman uh, when he's was, no, it wasn't John Goodman. It was the other fellow, the guy that um, uh, they're singing into the can. And then, uh, you know, he does a recording of them. And, and then, uh, you know, Clooney slaps his knees. Hot damn, son, I do believe you sold your soul to the devil. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to learn how to play that song. And, right. and, and that's probably the moment where I was like, I, I've never really been drawn towards something. I mean, there was, you know, flogging Molly and stuff. I, you know, I, I tend to want to play the stuff that I really like. And, and at that point, that's where, wow, I, that, that's a, that's, I want to play that. And, and that was always a challenge for me to figure out how to play those uh, type of songs. And, and it, I think in learning how to do that, I, uh, I really just kind of naturally found my voice in exploring that this this type of music and started listening to a lot more you know johnny cash and um and everything that's that's around that you know like arlo guthrie and you know all these other guys right uh the, the classic you know uh, acoustic dylan and all that old you know just good roots folk america you know just americana roots folk rock and roll nice. um and you know obviously with the background in blues and jazz it, it really kind of blends together well one's a dis uh what's the word um it's it's like a dilute, not diluted, but the other way, distilled version mm-hmm. of of the other. So you kind of break down all this complex jazz into the blues, and it's really simple and and, and very pure. Uh, now, so I've always been drawn to that. No, yeah. now doing like you know like the story songs and stuff like you know find summer dress. Obviously, yeah. you know I'm not sure personal experience or not, but uh, but you know obviously without like kind of the source material and stuff, it's hard to do those songs. Now I understand you took a uh, kind of a tell me a little bit about the uh, motorcycle trip you took and how important was that to kind of. I guess like filling the material for your songs and stuff. Uh, yeah, like I've. It's a tricky thing to move away from autobiographical writing mm-hmm. uh, because when everybody knows you as an autobiographical com- author or composer, um, when you start to step away from that, people start to wonder if you actually did burn a church down. Right. And uh, you're like, no, 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 that never happened. <laughs> my, you know, so I'd like to tell the joke. And hey, my mom was really worried. I She's swear like, to God, I've never been to Reno. Never watched. <laughs> um, but uh, so I was, I was working for a major, uh, a major software developer up in on the east side and. Um, I had, I was a contractor and I moved into a quasi role as a project manager and I stumbled into software development out of radio, uh, because I just kind of hit the, hit the limit in radio. And my buddy said, Hey, you want to test video games for a living? And I said, sure. And so I got into video games and from there I moved into, to more adult software, not adult video. Really? You got my yeah, interest. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, more, more, uh, you know, like OSs and stuff like that. Um, and so I was, I, I graduated out of testing and started learning, uh, the art of project management. And in that, um, kind of had to make some really difficult decisions and, and started being hyper aware of the person that I was becoming. And, and it was hard for me to keep work Jake at home at work and then not bring it home. Right. Um, and at one point I actually had to, uh, to put my mentor on the, you know, basically in the hot seat, he'd, he'd really messed up. And, um, I didn't, I didn't like the way that I had to react to that. I didn't like the person that I was becoming necessarily. And, um, you know, no fault of anybody else. It was just, this isn't for me, thanks. Uh, so I had just finished reading Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which took me like four times to get through. And uh, I'm about halfway through it on my third time. Yeah, no, 
it, it happened eventually like there's something about it like it clicks right. and he just doesn't go it doesn't fall over the third or fourth time right some people take seven or eight um but at any rate like i finished that and i was like you know if this guy can ride around the country um and i can do it too and funny thing about that book it's not about zen really or motorcycle maintenance no. which is interesting it's uh but it is about quality so anyway i i, I bought the motorcycle um maybe like five or six months later Actually, in order, um, I'd never really ridden a motorcycle before. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd ridden a dirt bike and crashed a lot. Um, <laughs> so this was a real harebrained scheme that I had. Um, and then I started like watching a lot of YouTube and really like mm-hmm. figuring out how to do it, of course, through YouTube, because that's how you learn things. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then fast forward to December when I took my, my test. Uh, I passed my test with flying colors. Um, end of December, I bought a motorcycle. I crashed it four days later, picked it up, rode it to a New Year's Eve party. Uh, pulled the bag out of the, the beer out of the saddlebags, uh, and then uh, you know I wasn't drinking and riding, but I had beer in the saddlebags, which didn't break, um, and so that was the first time that I came off. But um, not to be easily discouraged, I guess I um, in April. So I bought the motorcycle in December, uh, got my also got my license in December, and then April of 2008, I got on the bike and just headed out, and um, I, I left my contract had ended. It was a good time, uh, so I went t- about 12,000 miles. Wow, uh, just me. I, I'd stop at you know friends, family uh, if I. If I had to stay someplace that was new, it was either at a hostel or mm-hmm. camping. I think I stayed in a grand total of like four hotels over that whole time. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and I just really kind of got to I got to meet myself. I really had to rely on myself that time. Now, you know, the ladies may not like the trombone, but I bet you that's some skills that helped you out finding a place to stay, say, I don't know, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Only if it was rusty. <laughs> Only if it was rusty. Well, hey, we're going to hear another uh, song by Jake. This one is... Good night, September, and we'll be back to talk a little bit more with Jake on Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour. Hey there, my name is Jake Nannery. This tune's called Good Night, September. You can't take all the words I'll ever say. Translate them in your ear. Take the extra ones away. You will uncover when it comes to it I'm not so eloquent, no Well, I can't confess enough and I can't profess enough and I cannot dress it up Cause I will probably mess it up But my actions fail And my words, they betray themselves Yeah Well, good night, September, yeah I love you Sweet dream September Yeah, but I love you Rest well, I love you Yeah, until next time Well, I love you We'll burn our bridges As we come to them A lot of lines and 
I tell a lot of lies and I just now realize it. I've always compromised, but where was I to save me from myself? Yeah, well now, good night, September, I love you. September, yeah, I love you. Rest well, I love you, yeah. Until next time, well, I love you, well. Burn our bridges as we come to them. Radio Hour here with uh, Jake Nannery talking a little bit about his uh, his new EP Southwest and uh, you just heard um, Goodnight September played live here in the, the studio and that's on the EP right? Yeah actually on the EP that's the, the first track and it, that's got a full band uh, that was a lot of fun because uh, working with the guys at Critical Son um, uh, Bubba Jones uh, among others they're really uh, we had a deal where I wasn't paying by the hour for studio time we negotiated the whole project at a, at a, at a flat rate um, and he was really, yeah, I've won some time with him through a contest that I played at the hard rock and, uh, oh, nice. and yeah, it was really, it was a really amazing experience. I'd recommend at least looking into working with Bubba if you ever get the chance. Um, but he and Curry, he's like, Oh, so you play the trombone? And I said, yeah. He said, well, why don't you play trombone on the album? And I said, well, you know, I've never really written parts and it's just me. And he goes, well, you know, we can multi-track and you can play a whole bunch of the trombone over and over again. And I said, Oh, there's a thought. So we ended up calling it the boneyard. And that's one of the that's one of the songs that has the boneyard on it. And so that song has you'll hear four or five part trombone horn lines that were, you know, composed by me. And the first one's got this big, you know, seventh, ninth chord that sounds kind of like a like a train coming through. And uh-huh. 
Um, it was a lot of fun because I don't get to play a lot of trombone as, as much as I'd like to. And See, I so, was going to say, and they, they said you'd never go anywhere with the trombone. Yeah. <laughs> Just brought it back around. See, Nice. <laughs> nice. So now this is the uh, this is the first in a, uh, a series of uh, EPs that you're going to put out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with Bubba, we, and the part of that package deal was we recorded 32 songs. Um, four of them were just garbage, so we checked those out. And, uh, and so we're releasing 28. Um, what it means is they're going to be special B-sides. Yeah. Special collectors. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pull a Tupac, and after I pass right. away, I'm just going to release like song every every couple of weeks. He's yep, still alive. Yep. And, then the, and then the hologram Jake will be coming to a, <laughs> yeah. to a town near you. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so uh, we're going to do seven, uh, four releases, uh, each with seven songs, and there's going to be a smattering of live uh, acoustic, like in, in studio up at, up at Critical Sun, in studio recordings, um, summer duets with uh, the bassist Ramon Salambides on upright bass, right. uh, and then a smattering of the, the full band recordings on each of these four albums. So nice. this one has, I think, four and three. And then on each one, there's also a song that um, we never really play live or we never recorded before. So there's like a special, you very likely, even if we've been a friend or a fan for a long time you've never heard us do this often or regularly it's kind of pulled it out of the closet dusted it off and and laid it down on on uh for people to hear nice now i got before i forget i got a i got a i got a note that says that uh i was supposed to ask about your guitar oh uh yeah so that's that's a bit of a road journal um mm-hmm. when i was in new zealand uh i realized that a lot of these people that i was staying with friends with and and uh, i lived in new zealand for about a year and a half mm-hmm. uh, nearly two years uh, and I, I realized that a lot of these people I will never get to see again, you know, and, and as hard as that was, um, they were really integral to me, um, stepping out of, out of, you know, out of playing for my bedroom wall. Uh, and so I, before I left, I asked them all to sign my guitar and then that turned into a bit of a road journal where I w- you know, when I got home, I was touring, um, and I have, you know, autographs from people that aren't with us anymore, autographs from people in Fiji, uh, Welsh, uh, autographs in a bunch of foreign languages and they're just friends and people that are dear to me or did sound for a show that I, you know, uh, so it's a bit of a, it's kind of like an annual, you know, I, that you always think when you're a kid in high school, oh, I'll pull out the annual and I'll think of old Stevie right. Joe Johnson and I, you know, and, uh, I don't think anybody really does that anymore except for when you're really feeling nostalgic. But mm-hmm. every now when I play, um, there's a little bit of carrying these folks with What me. are you talking about? That's what throwback Thursdays for. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's what it is. It's a, it's, um, it's just a bunch of close friends and family and folks that I've met along the way that, uh, I, I carry with me in, in a visual and in very real way as opposed to just, you know, here. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So what, hold on. I'm getting a sign here. Oh, oh, that's right, Jake Nannery. <laughs> Jake Nannery. That music means that it's time for the world famous hooligan honky talk radio hour lightning round. <laughs> Yay. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> Remember, there are no wrong answers. <laughs> Just dumb ones. <laughs> yes, there are wrong answers. All right, question number one. Jake Nannery, what is your middle name? Wayne. That is correct. Yeah, I think I got that right. Question number two. What is your favorite book? Uh, uh, Master and Margarita. That is also correct. Yeah. Question number three. What is your favorite Beatles album? Uh, I really like Rubber Soul. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. The answer is Revolver. That was my second and, guess. And anything <laughs> after Revolver is when they sold out. <laughs> Question number four. Geography. You are originally from Auburn, Washington. Yes, I am. What is the official motto of the city of Auburn, Washington? I don't know, but I feel like it's more than I ever imagined. We'll give that to you. That's close <laughs> enough. Question number five. 
Who is the most famous person ever to come out of Auburn? Is it A, that chick who was governor, B, that dude who was on that basketball team, C, that dude who was the astronaut who died, or D, the dude who was on that show that one time? Uh, I know it. Uh, I wanted, I'm going to say C or D. Oh, I can sorry, name no. C. No. There's this A, that chick who was governor. <laughs> She's the only one with a sign down there on the highway. Yeah, but she, she doesn't have a school named after her. Scobie does. Give her time. <laughs> Not with that attitude, she doesn't. <laughs> question number six, sports question. All right. Who would win in a fight? Squatch, Blitz, or Jay Buna? <laughs> the Bone. <laughs> obviously, yeah, obviously the bone one. He's bald. It means he's mean. <laughs> he's got a bat. <laughs> Number seven. You spent some time in New Zealand. Where are the sheep more scared? Wyoming or New Zealand? Well, the sheep outnumber uh, outnumber the people in New Zealand, so I'm going with Wyoming. That is correct. <laughs> Although the reason they are more scared in Wyoming is because we haven't heard from Kenton in like two days. <laughs> Brother Kenton, check in. The sheep are worried. <laughs> <laughs> Question number eight, Gibson or Fender? Uh, I have a Fender, but I love playing Gibson. I'll take whatever you get. I'll give that to you. Yeah. The answer's Gibson, always, always Gibson. Always Gibson. Question number nine, it's a math question. Gosh, no. You once rode a motorcycle 12,000 miles. Math question. If you left Seattle for Spokane at 9.45 a.m. at a speed of 65 miles an hour, stopping only once in Ellenburg to pee with a prevailing headwind of eight knots and standard pass traffic for this time of year in Washington... Why the hell would you go to Spokane? Show was, your work. That was going to be, whoa, that's my answer. Why would I even go east to Spokane? That is correct. Why would you go to Spokane? <laughs> Question number 10 is current events. There's a new Michael Jackson song featuring Justin Timberlake was released on an unsuspecting world this week. What was the name of that song? Is it A, live the life you love, B, love like a child, C, love never felt so good. Or D, would you like to pet my monkey? <laughs> I would like to recuse myself from this competition. <laughs> that is correct. The only correct answer is not knowing. Otherwise, we'd have to ask you to leave. Oh, brilliant. And thus concludes the lightning round. Jake Dowry, let's hear it all. I think that's a record. <laughs> I think eight and three. <laughs> eight and three, boy. Hey. Damn. Eight and two. Eight and two. He must have cheated. <laughs> yeah, eight and three. I want him tested. Wait a minute. Eight and three is 11. <laughs> I, want, I want Jake tested for performance enhancing drugs, and I want Sean just tested for drugs. <laughs> what about the other one? We should, we should test him too. What's I failed. Why, why I awesome. Well, Jake, thanks for yeah. thanks for playing. You did great. Thank you, awesome. thank you so much for having me. This that has was, been a real treat. Ah, that was actually the best performance on the uh, lightning round I think we've had. Yeah. So yeah. not bad, not bad. And you, well, I thought you, you had me at my right? middle name. I, I, I almost missed out. No. <laughs> Tough break on the Beatles record. Ah, yeah. Well, I figured. You know, it, it happens. It's a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> it happens. So uh, you're you're having a uh, a release party for the uh, the album. Yeah, yeah, we're all getting together. Me and a, a couple of really good friends, uh, March to May and uh, uh, Parzival. I'll actually be playing bass for Parzival. Um, it's May 17th at the Lucid Lounge in the University District. Okay, so. and everybody can go to uh, www.jakenannery.com yep. and find out and order and get all the links and whatnot and and uh, keep up with Jake. So thanks again, Jake. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for uh, Now we're going to check in with Brother 
brother Kevin out in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But you've been listening to Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour. And we're going to close out with the uh, little conversation with Kevin. And then the, uh, I guess we're going to play some music too. Probably some dead Kennedys. <laughs> Whatever. We're, we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> much fucking cookies yeah <laughs> say hey it's kevin in, in wisconsin how's it going kevin are, are we really starting this over again yes we are really recording again <laughs> <laughs> so everything you just said say it exactly the same no start right, where you so left off speaking of eating too many cookies Eagle ball cheese berries <laughs> we'll just and, do the condensed uh, version turkey today you said turkey's fucking today yeah, well, no, no, turkey vultures. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so let's let's just stop for a second right here and tell everybody what happened. Uh, we yeah, just had a good you know, 10, 15-minute conversation with young Kevin about <laughs> what he's been doing, where he's been going, and then, uh, then we found out that no one was recording the conversation. It was like three minutes, and you guys just, as soon as he picked it up the phone, you started talking. It was at least 27 minutes. As soon as he picked up the phone, I didn't, I didn't, do the, I didn't point, so I guess I'll, I'll take the blame. I didn't. We talked to Kevin for like on. an hour and a half. <laughs> hey, on one, I think the, the term is a little dab will do you. <laughs> I've been taking a lot of little dabs today. 
You know what? You know what sucks the most, though. A little bit. You know what sucks the most is that we didn't record, and I know none of us will remember that whole twenty-minute part where he solved the energy crisis. It was ridiculous. It was fucking everything like fell into place mentally, and I'm not real good at that type of shit, dude. But it it all made sense, man. Yeah. That that part where he brought out the unified theory, amazing. (laughs) Cold fusion, dude. (laughs) Fuck, dude. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, dude. I think we even uh, solved the, the the thing that's going over on the Ukraine too. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Uh, <laughs> dude, nice, nice job, fucking online. That's now right. The world's gonna crumble around us. We're never gonna get Putin's phone number again, dude. God that's right. It. We had him on the uh, line. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. didn't destroy the world. Yeah, you know. No, you know, you know, I'm, I'm still that, going back to Sean. You didn't point at me. I, I, I if you would have pointed at me before we started talking to Putin, then I would have recorded it. Uh, I'm sorry. I just thought we were like, you know, we've been doing so many shows together. I thought we were just close like that where you'd pick up psychically on this, you know, my You were gone sign. the last couple of weeks. I That's true. Practice, That's man. true. Last week we called Putin before the show. Just as <laughs> background. You know, called me on your goddamn time for any reason anyhow. Uh, so anyway, oh, it's all good, man. Brother Kevin is out in Wisconsin. <laughs> visiting so and... I am- Visiting, visiting, and uh, going to those poor bastards tomorrow night with the Hobsons. The Hobsons? And, uh, yeah, actually, other than that, I've just been walking around. I, I think took like a fucking three-hour walk. So where, where are you? Are you in Milwaukee then? or No, we're in uh, Wisconsin Dell, which is like uh, like 40 minutes northwest of Madison. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're staying at this fucking resort. It's called the Kalahari Resort, dude. And it's like fucking got it's the world's largest indoor water park. They got an outdoor no water shit. park. They got fucking game rooms. They got a goddamn Ferris wheel in here. How are the water slides? Don't lie, you've been on them. I lie, man. You know that. I tell, I tell them about the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I actually took off. I went walking around Wisconsin. Or I went walking around the farmland. Got chased by some dogs. Met a local. Is that uh, is that when you saw the? By... Hang on, you passed the lead. Got, got chased by some dogs. <laughs> yeah, I got chased by some dogs, man. Yeah, and then uh, I told you those bacon fucking... pants were a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows Kevin knows he doesn't go anywhere without kibble in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's damn straight, man. <laughs> oh, fucking kibbleberries. Kibbleberry. <laughs> Right on. All right, yeah, the only Kevin. Thing that pissed me off though. Is these guys fucking drove by me and they fucking waved, and as they drove by, I fucking smell the herbage coming out of their fucking doors. You think they fucking stop and ask me if I wanted any? No. Well, to be fair, you look like right a knock. Yeah, he's he's about the straightest looking out of all of us on this show. You know, if you yeah, yeah if you look if you look on our Facebook page at the uh, photo of everybody on the top. The one most likely to bust you, that's Kevin. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We're just we're going to let you know that. <laughs> right on. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to get back to my cookies. <laughs> well, they're waiting How many did you have before the flight? Oh, technically, I thought I had not enough, <laughs> but apparently when that shit kicked in, man, because it's like you never know what you're going to get, you know? It's like sometimes right. it's a mile high, sometimes you fucking don't know how to fucking drool your own name. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, as soon as I fucking got sat down and buckled up, man, I was just like, oh, fuck me, this is going to be a long flight. And then I, he got on the plane. I did I <laughs> yeah, did the same I, I did the same thing flying back to uh, North Dakota a couple of years ago, and I just, I ate him, like, just on the other side of the security checkpoint, 
went through and they've got those big windows at SeaTac. And it was like morning, yeah. and, and I just sat there like looking out the windows at the airport, dude. And about like two minutes before they started the call, dude, I'm like going, "I shouldn't eat the whole fucking brownie, man." I'm like, <laughs> "What was I thinking?" <laughs> and then they yeah, stuff you in a tube. Think, yeah, I know it has like a little tiny tube, and I had a goddamn aisle seat too. Oh, I hate oh life. damn! Uh, yeah, yeah, but then I had the poop. That's. Yep. Do you think we'll ever actually yep. get through a show where we don't talk about poo or shit? No, I hope not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> my, sister yelled at, my sister yelled at me the other day uh, asking why I have to uh, comment so much about poo on Facebook. These things matter. <laughs> These things hey, matter. You so, know, it does matter, man. It does matter. And I think on this, the show that we did about the poo, it's all about your health, man. And I'm concerned about everybody's health, man. And... You know, I've already had two poos today. Nice. I'm very quite excited about that because you know sometimes when you travel, fucking the interior doesn't start working. You know, and you know, and then there's cheese here. There's a lot of cheese. Cheese can clog you up. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep that. You got to keep everything going, man. You got to keep everything going. Just stay away from the curds and stuff. Or if you do eat the curds, they have like the ones that are like all like Mexican spiced and stuff. So those kind of equal oh, each other yeah. out. You know, so. Dude, it's nice all about balance. Yep, yep. So right on, Kevin. Well, hey, have fun at the show tomorrow. Give uh, give uh, Brother Brian a uh, a big hug for everybody from the show, and we'll see you when you get back give, next I'll week. Give him a, I'll give him a how's your father from all you. <laughs> give him a fucking wedgie. He'll be easy to spot. He's the one without pants. <laughs> uh, there'll be a lot of good games going on. A lot of good game, good game. <laughs> right on. All right, Kevin. We'll have fun, right. man. All right, man. I'll see you guys next Saturday. All right, later. Later. This is the Reverend Hooligan apologizing in advance for being a little too loud in your ear holes, a little too hot on the microphone, a little too forward in the mix. But I remind you that the Bible tells us to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, to make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, that is exactly what I'm doing because I burn with the righteous fire of the Lord and I must shout it out. Or maybe it's just the gonorrhea. It's the Hooligan Honky Talk Radio Hour!